Hello and welcome to Food Manufacture. My name is James Riddler and today I'm talking with Ignacio Vasquez, Senior Manager at Share Action. Um, they've recently put out a report um, talking about the government's new obesity strategy and the steps that some manufacturers will be forced to, to take in reaction to some of the demands that have been made of them. Um, but first of all, Ignacio, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? So, um, yeah, so I, I look after the um, the strategy and the research program at, for the Healthy Markets campaign in Share Action. Um, as Bo mentioned, the Healthy Markets campaign um, aim is to... Um, to harness the power of the investment sector to drive improvements in the healthiness of the food and drink products that, that we have in the UK, and that way to, to help tackle um, the huge issue that uh, childhood obesity represents at the moment. Um, we do this uh, by working with investors that um, are part of our Healthy Markets Investor Coalition, um, and uh, as Bo said, um, the reason investors are interested is because health and childhood obesity is becoming, um, it, it's rising up a lot in the agenda of both um, politicians, but also consumers. So the material um, financial risks for, for food manufacturers and retailers that are exposed to changes in the legislation, but also um, to those that are not prepared to respond to increased uh, consumer demand for, for healthier foods. Um, and, and because of that, investors are interested in working with us um, to engage companies so that companies can disclose more information about what they're doing in this area and that way understand um, how well they're able to to respond to, to any of those regulatory or market changes. Now, the government's BC strategy suggested a number of changes in the way food is sold and marketed in the UK. Everything from uh, junk food adverts being um, outlawed before 9pm to reductions in the promotions that can be seen on in the high street shops. So your research uh, suggested that food manufacturers will be unprepared for these changes. Can you explain just how unprepared they will be? Um, so, so the basis for, for our statement in, in this context is that um, we, we worked in partnership with um, uh, a benchmarking initiative called the Access to Nutrition. Um, in that context, uh, we published a report uh, with them last year uh, which looked at the healthiness of the food and drink packaged products available on sale in the UK and their suitability to market to, to children. And, and the data that we see from that sort of questions how prepared companies actually are to, to respond to these uh, new regulations or, or consumer trends. Uh, the reason for that, the, the sort of the headline figures were, were quite um, shocking in a way. Um, they, they showed that only 69% of all the food and drink products sold in the UK could be considered healthy. And when we looked at uh, what percentage of those products were suitable to be marketed to children, that percentage um, actually um, decreased further. So 
85% of the products were not suitable to, to be advertised to children. Um, so, so this is why um, we think that, um, that the food industry at the moment seems to have a lot of work to do to, to adjust to the changes. Okay. Um, so with that in mind, um, what suggestions would you have for specifically for food manufacturers, producers, um, to be able to uh, keep up with these changes and um, stay relevant once they come to, into play? So I think there is a lot of things that uh, food and drink manufacturers can do um, to, to sort of improve um, the, the profile and, and to be a less riskier investment um, for, for investors. Um, many things that they can do are around improving their product portfolio. So this could be things like um, accelerating the, the reformulation plan so that uh, they lower the sugar content of, of the products or, or salt. Um, they increase the, the content of good nutrients um, in the products. And also they think about um, health uh, as, a, as a criteria for deciding on, uh, let's say, acquisitions of new brands or, or new product portfolios. Uh, that's a way for them to, to sort of increase uh, the amount of healthy uh, products that, that they provide. Um, the other aspect that um, we think that uh, they could do a lot of work on is also to think about um, how to use their marketing strategies to shift um, their sales towards these healthier products um, so that, again, less, their sales are less... Um, um, prone to, um, to any changes in, in the legislation. Um, I, I think at this moment, uh, one of the, the key issues that we're finding is that a lot of the companies themselves are not reporting um, the, the information um, in a way that can be scrutinized by consumers and, and investors. So as a first step, we are recommending that uh, companies really improve their reporting plans and that um, they disclose what percentage of sales is coming from healthy products and they put together in place strategies to increase this percentage over time. Um, again, to put them on a, on a more sustainable, longer term growth path. Okay. Um, that, that, that sounds to me a lot like uh, something that's becoming more and more um, apparent recently or in recent years is that uh, manufacturers need to share more of their information. Um, but it seems to be that a lot of manufacturers are quite uh, hesitant to do so. Uh, is there anything that you can say or you, you would um, give any advice you would give to those that are hesitant to share their information? I mean, what, what are the benefits at the end of the day? What can they get out of sharing their information with possibly other manufacturers and retailers and the like? Um, I think that the clear benefits for, for companies in general to, to disclose more information in this area. Um, as I said, the, the most obvious one to us is the fact that um, investors are increasingly asking for this information. So they want to know um, what companies in this sector are, are doing around health um, in order to inform um, 
how where and how they should be um, making their investment. So, so we do think that um, there is an advantage for, for companies to be proactive and, and put this information in the public domain the same way that um, they, they do this perhaps on other areas um, that have been um, more under the attention of, of let's say, investors or, um, or, or other um, players. Um, we, we have seen that some companies are, are already doing um, some, some reporting. Um, we also published um, a recent report looking at the performance of UK supermarkets earlier this year, um, also with the Access to Nutrition Initiative. And there we do see some good examples um, around reporting. So for example, uh, we've seen that Marks & Spencer um, has been disclosing the percentage of sales coming from healthy products for, for a number of years, and they do have a target uh, to grow in the future. We also have uh, recently heard from Sainsbury's that they're planning to move into this direction. So, so we do think that the market's moving um, and, and we, we do think that, that this type of change um, is possible. Thinking back of the, the, the report on manufacturers um, that I mentioned earlier, what you see there is that although the performance on average is poor, um, there's big differences between different companies. So that um, it, that report seemed to suggest that um, you've got quite a big difference between companies, let's say like Ferrero, um, who's focused on the confectionery sector, where none of the products that, uh, that were looked at were found to be healthy, uh, versus uh, other companies such as Friesland Campina, um, who, uh, whose products were all deemed to be healthy. So, so we do see that, you know, um, there is quite a big difference depending on which company you're looking at. And hence, this is why uh, we need to create a transparency so that um, those differences can be understood. Now, in your report, you do mention the demands that might be made of food and drink manufacturers by their investors to keep in line with the government's obesity strategy. Uh, could you just go into more detail of what these demands might be? Yeah. So, so, so far, um, our work has focused on, on uh, retailers. And um, the, as I said earlier, the, the sort of the, the initial asks are very much focused around transparency. Um, what, what our uh, supermarket uh, report found earlier this year is that a lot of the reporting being done in this area um, is, um, is being done thinking more about consumers. Um, so it's not quite easy um, to find out, to, to get a holistic picture of the company's performance in this area. Um, and this is why um, so far what we're asking of retailers is to improve that reporting, improve that disclosure, on, on the percentage of sales that come from healthy foods, and also to, to look at all the recommendations that we made in that report for the individual areas of action, uh, the kind of things that they could be doing to, to develop um, the program um, in this area and to, again, drive that growth in, in, in the sales of healthy food products. Um, so that, that's really um, where we are with that now. And maybe as a sort of the closing question, then, um, in your opinion, do you feel that the the 
obesity guidelines and strategy that's been proposed by the government is a uh, achievable and b is it the right direction that they should have gone in uh, for the industry so our, our opinion on that is that um, we think that is a really important step that, that the government has taken um you know the, the case to um take action in this area is not new i mean obesity um it's a big problem in the uk um about two-thirds of the adult population are overweight or obese uh in children it already affects one in three so so clearly the the policy case for intervention was there before now with with covid coming into the picture this is just um putting more of a spotlight on the need for addressing it because obesity is is making the severity of covid uh being felt um more significantly so so we are very happy that the government is is reconsidering its previous position and now um taking action um in this area um it's it's always difficult to 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 think about what the effectiveness of the measures is likely to be. But I do think that um, the uh, practice that we've had so far and the, the sort of what we've seen coming out of measures that have already been implementing is quite encouraging. Um, thinking again back about the, the, the tax on sugary soft drinks, I think what we've seen there, we've seeing that a lot of sugar has been taken out of soft drinks, reformulation has been driven at a really huge scale. And at the same time, there hasn't been um, any significant economic impacts on the industry. So, so we do think that you know, the experience so far um, has been really positive and we hope that that will be the case going forward.